Brexit, three years on, what does it mean? Welcome to Mark and Pete. Here's a thought. If you leave an exclusive EU club to find fortune as a sovereign hub, with your reputation, here's the rub. The consequence is a trading snub. Yes. Well, here we are, three years on since the UK left the European Union. Many people are questioning whether it was the right decision. Some people say it was. Well, during that time, ironically, there have been many other influencing factors on the fortunes of the United Kingdom. There's been a pandemic, folks. I don't know whether you noticed. There's been an energy crisis and many other things. Yes, there's even been wars. Clergyman Pete, I ask you, three years on, what do you think about the success of Brexit to date? Well, businessman Mark, I I was surprised to read on the 4th of February in The Guardian, the UK newspaper, that Rishi Sunak, our esteemed prime minister, is risking full scale trade war with Brussels by scrapping EU laws. Now, Mm. uh, he's apparently planning to scrap thousands of EU laws, uh, although others are pointing out that maybe this is just a way of trying to fend off criticism that he hasn't done any movement in that area right but then now at last he's getting brexit done to uh, ape the phrase that boris johnson used to get elected back in 2019 uh, he would get brexit done uh, and i think this is an interesting point because the reason i was surprised is uh, oh he's actually going to do it, is he or is he uh, i don't see that brexit has been done i think judging whether it's been a success or not is difficult you outlined some of the things that have happened between the the leaving of the EU as a technicality in early 2020 and now, including a massive war which we're supporting in Ukraine and uh, a weird over-the-top response to a supposed pandemic starting in early 2020, just after the leaving of the EU. So it, it's not just that it's too early to tell, it, it just it hasn't really been tried yet. It, it, it You can't possibly make a judgment. Um, what I can say has been, just to, just to point out, I would say one area of failure has been something that you, you could have made a difference on straight away, despite the, um, the testing conditions that I've just spoken about. And that is on the issue of immigration. Yeah. I mean, one of the major features of the campaign for Brexit was immigration, taking control of immigration in order to be more selective of who you let into the country. And mainly, though, to reduce the numbers, because the sheer numbers are the problem, not necessarily the individuals coming over who, well, it depends. They can be great, of course. Uh, in the, People are different from everywhere, but you can get some great people from any country. So it's great to have some immigration, I would argue, but not levels of the not the levels that we've been experiencing. And yet, not only have no efforts been made, supposed efforts have been made, but the level of immigration has gone up each year, including illegal immigration, which has been encouraged. Uh, and so they've made no inroads in that area. But anyway, I'll, I'll hand it back to you. But that's, mm. I think, a major policy area that they could have made inroads in. Well, I think that what we now have to contextualise is what are we talking about when it comes to Brexit? Many people will focus on the economics. That is quite right. And we'll talk about that. 
But as I think you've hinted at, it's not just about the economics, it's the cultural side of things as well. But let me take the economic side. Now, as we all know, when the UK decided to leave the EU, there was a dip in trading. Um, There were teething problems, of course, as we all know, with uh, obviously with red tape. And even before the pandemic, some of the forecasts have said that actually we would, as a nation, United Kingdom, would suffer. Now, the yep. when the yep. British Chamber of Commerce surveyed over 500 firms recently, more than half of them said that they were still grappling with the new system. I knew red tape, um, that could have determined small exporters altogether. Yes, absolutely. Now, the study also claims that um, of customs classification shows that the variety of goods um, that we export from the United Kingdom has also diminished. Now, in a similar sort of survey for imports, so we're not talking about exporting, we're now talking about importing, volumes have recovered to pre-pandemic levels. Now, what does this mean? Is it clearly we're importing more than we're exporting? Yes, the academics of the London School of Economics point out that the price of food imported from the EU, like tomatoes, potatoes, and many other things, uh, may have risen as much as 6% between 2020 and 2021. And that was a gain before the recent jump in inflation, what we've seen on many other goods. Here's my take on this. One of the things that many people were concerned about from a business perspective was the amount of red tape that year after year the EU was wrapping up the United Kingdom with and how much that the United Kingdom was spending as a nation back into the club. Now, here's the other thing as well, that when you join a club, in any club, there are rules, there are regulations that you have to adhere to, whether it be on the type of goods that you can produce and how you produce them. I mentioned this in a previous podcast many years ago, but even down to the type of vacuum cleaner. So here's a classic one. Yes, folks, your vacuum cleaner does not suck hard in the same way that it once did. Why? Because, yes, at one time we had to adhere to a standard of certain amount of power that the electricity that a particular unit could actually um, suck. Now, that's one. There was also the classic having a straight banana and many other things, which did amuse certain people. But here's the serious side of this. I think that it's very difficult to really judge the the success of of a Brexit um, because of the pandemic. Now, here's the other thing as well. The thing that does concern me about this, and I don't think that the Tory government has got to grips with, It's actually the other side of this. It's not necessarily just the legislation and the frameworks and the border controls and inflation. They're all very, very important. But what many businesses really have relied upon is skills. And Britain before the EU and before the pandemic relied enormously on talent from abroad in various forms. Uh, whether it be skilled, unskilled, and many other things. And this is where I think that we're seeing the immediate pain. Yes, there's pain elsewhere. But to me, this is if you're a business, you're trying to invest long term. And if you don't know whether where you're investing your human capital, that is really hard. So I think that one of the things that has to be established in my mind is, first of all, 
Tories. Where do you really stand on this? Are you committed to it? I know that we've had a pandemic. Now is the time to really lay your cards out and say, are you going to be committed to this? Because you've got a runway over the next two years before a general election to actually show that you are committed to building a future for an independent United Kingdom to have a very clear strategy in terms of where it wants to go, who it wants to trade with. And again, I would say that my approach and guidance would be, yes, have um, uh, arrangements with the EU, but cut down the legislation, the red tape, have open trade where possible, but you do adhere to standards. And you and in having trading standards on the quality and the services that you offer is key. And that's where I do think the opportunity is rather than the issues of border control and many other things. And just to close out on the business side, yeah. I do think, though, that we have to be very careful and conscious that and this is just my personal view. The EU has proved its cards It's like a leech. It sucks and it sucks and it sucks in so many ways in terms of what it does in trying to really squeeze not just economically what you are as a a nation, but I think so much more. And what I see has happened to all those people who are still in the club. I don't think it's necessarily even in their interest. I still maintain I think that the EU project was flawed from the beginning. And I think when I look at Germany and I look at France and I look at Spain and all the other ones, are they really better off than where they were 20 odd years ago, 30 years ago? You can keep on going back. I'm not so sure they are. Um, I, I think that's a good point. I think that's that's a very uh, good uh, look at the at the economic uh, situation. And I, I wanted to just come on to a final thing now, a final area, which is really um, – what sort of country is it going to be? I started by talking about immigration, which I think is very important to, you know, just uh, just having not too great a change in the populace allows you to forge an identity. And I think we do need to look at forging a new identity, but yep. based on the old, the conservative principle of, of evolution rather than catastrophe when it comes to change. And um, uh, here is a great opportunity going forward, having had Brexit in place, such that we're an independent country. You've got a prime minister who isn't Christian, and you've got a king who is. You've got a great opportunity here for forging ahead with the historical Christianity of Britain, with an openness to other religions, to to forge ahead with that identity, Christian Britain that is tolerant. Such a great opportunity because we have the uh, Rishi Sunak is 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 a great point to do it now, and uh, the sad death of the Queen means we have a new king in place. This it means we're going to have a coronation, a defining point. It could be in the identity of the nation, and people were out in the in great numbers um, mourning the Queen and at the funeral, and it could happen again at the coronation if it's treated as an opportunity to bring the country together, to give a role for the king in leading Britain as an independent country, uh, remembering its relationship to the Commonwealth, you know, the empire that was as well. We do have a great opportunity to have a country that's forward-looking, and re- but that retains its identity 
and can go back to having a greater moral compass in society based on Christian values. Uh, of course, you, there are going to be changes. Uh, you know, as a le- leader in the Christian church, I see that you take the basic principles from the Bible, but they, of course, apply differently because the culture around you is different. Of course, that's the case. So it needs a, a huge rethink. But I think um, we can't say that Brexit has, hasn't worked. What we can say is, what does Brexit mean now? It means an opportunity to get a new identity, a fresh identity based on the old, a renewed, rejuvenated Britain, uh, coupled with uh, intelligent uh, economic um, development and relationship with uh, the EU and the Commonwealth, coupled with a sensible immigration policy, could see Britain doing very well in the future. Or, Mark, it could be they do none of those things and it's a complete disaster. <laughs> Why don't we ask I just thought I'd with that. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'd love to hear from everybody else. So what do they think? Clergyman Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The way to leave a comment, go go to markandpete.com. Uh, make sure you're subscribed and uh, just leave a, a comment on this and any episode. We'd love to hear from you. But from, from Mark and yourself, it's uh, bye for now and uh, happy Brexit.